Yes, we are back at it at the Real Life, and this week's guest, yes, it's the bad man, it's Aston Brown. How are you doing, brother? I'm good, Mark. Thanks very much for having me on. How are you? You're most welcome. I'm doing very well, mate. Good, mate. Um, good. How's life in general, anyway? Fantastic today, mate. Honestly, absolutely fantastic today. My life couldn't be any better. You're in a good place? 100%, mate. The best place I've been in my life, and I've been had some great times in life, not but right now, I'm at peace, mate, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. So it's been three years, seven months mm-hmm. since you jumped through those ropes. What's brought you back? Um, the fire in the belly, it still burns me. Eh? Um, it's a funny one because a wee while ago I was, I was sitting watching TV with my partner Shan, TV, boxing, and I was done with the game. I was going to go into coaching, I was done with it, I was, had to set up the gym. Oh, the fire was burning, mate. I mean, I was like, I could beat. It was two middleweights. I was like, I'd destroy two of them. And she looked at me and she went, you're not done, are you? I mean, I'm not done. And that was that, mate. And since that day, I've got my licence back. I'm back in training. I've got back in shape and we're ready to go, man. Still hungry? 100%, mate. I'm, a, I'm actually mate, hungry now. I'm, do you know what it is, mate? It's one of the ones for me. It's, I've... I've got nothing to lose, mate, you know what I mean? I, I'm in the best place in my life. I managed to get myself back in a position where I can fight again. So it's all, it's all gain for me, you know what I mean? It's no, there's no pressures for me, you know what I mean? I'm getting to step back through the ropes, and I never thought I'd be in a position to do that. So I'm winning, mate, you know what I mean? What's keeping you motivated right now at this stage in your career? <sighs> Family, mate, you know what I mean? My wee girl. My partner, it's not just about what keeps me motivated, people are about me, keep me motivated, but what keeps me motivated personally is that I know I've got a lot more to gain in this game. If I walk away for the day and I'll turn around and go like to myself just to come, what if fasting? Because you did, you had the talent and you've got the ability to do it, what if mate, you know what I mean? So I'm not going to let that go mate, I'm 100%, I'm going right to the end to see what I can achieve. If you hadn't made this comeback, would you... Would have regretted it down the line, say five, ten years' time, but what if I'd have done it? Mm-hmm. Would that have been the case? 100%, mate. 100%. And it was because when I came home, um, that was, I was done with it. I was chucked it. I was going to be a professional coach and all that. But I knew for a fact if I'd, once I made that decision of getting back, I always said to myself, if I don't go back, I'll turn and say to myself. And even at the time when I chucked it, I, I was still in my mind that I was going to go. In five years' time, I'll go, what if I just try it again? And I'm not leaving this life with, with what ifs, mate, you know what I mean? How important is that to you? I'm massively important. This, boxing is my life. It's been my life, all my life, since I was eight, nine years old, mate. It's been my life. How can I just chuck it today and just go? Because I've still got all my life to live, and I'm still young, mate. Like, people may not think I'm young, 31. You might put me go, oh, he's old, mate. There's not a lot of males in the clock. The last three years or whatever, there hasn't been a lot of miles in the club. I've not been taking punishment in sparring, I've not been taking a lot of punishment in training, you know what I mean? I've been sitting in mass a wee bit. So, I'm back in the game, and I'm ready to achieve what I believe I can achieve, mate, you know what I mean? Is it a case of getting some momentum going, mm-hmm. finding where you are level-wise in the nice. 12 to 18 months? Definitely, mate. My plans, my trainer's plans, my management plans is basically to get me out. And it's not about shaking the ring or stuff, right? Because I, don't, I believe that happens in the gym and in sparring. And when you're, if you're an experienced fighter, you're on it anyway. It's just about getting under the bright lights and, and getting the feel for it again. Once we've got one out of the way, mate, it's no secret, I'll fight anybody in Britain, mate. Because I'm not here to go three, four, five down the line. I've not got time. Let's go. You know what I mean? How much are you looking forward to that moment 
just before that first bell goes mm-hmm. and you're about to pull that pin on. It's, it's exciting for me and it's not just exciting because it's back in the ring, mate. It's exciting. There'll be a lot of emotions involved, mate, because it's like I never thought I'd get the opportunity to do it again. You know what I mean? And it was close to not getting the opportunity to do it again. With the board and that, you know what I mean? They were, it was about humming and hawing, but they seen, they seen that I was remorseful for the things I'd done, you know what I mean? And um, decided to give me an opportunity, which I'm so thankful for. So there'll be a lot of emotion involved, mate. Forget about the boxing side of things, because I know what I, I I know what Joe Bannett's going to do, but it'll be exciting. It's exciting, mate. I love this game. I'm just excited. I'm involved in it every single day, mate. I work in a boxing gym. I box. I'm a boxer. This is my life. You take this away from me, my head plays tricks on itself. You still in love with the sport? 100%, mate. I'm actually more in love with it than I ever was because I appreciate it, Merna. I 100% appreciate it, Merna. And, and I've been given, as I said, I've been given another opportunity to get back in, and I'm not letting that go, no matter what. You feel you've been given a second chance, us? Yes. Through hard work, dedication, know what I mean, and, and, and doing the right things, making the right steps in life. Um, obviously, the board, they decided to give me another chance as well because they didn't have to. Know what I mean, they could have said, nah, it's not done. Um, so, I'm thankful to them, know what I mean? And I'm thankful to a lot of people around me who have helped me get here as well. Yes, I put the hard work in the gym. It's about the team running about you, who's pushing you every single day, going, no, just keep going. Because it's easy for me to turn and go like that today. You know what? I was going to chuck it anyway, so just leave it, you know what I mean? And just, because I've got the gym, I've got a good business on the go. I don't need this, but no, mate, I do need this. I need this. You're in a good place mentally. Amazing. Honestly, it's hard to describe, you know what I mean? But where I'm on my life right now is phenomenal to where I was. Does that make sense? You yeah. know what I mean? In the, in the basis of like, the change in me, the turnaround. People go up years, but years isn't a lot, a lot in life. You know what I mean? In a short space of time, from where my head was to where it is now, I know what I want in life now. You know what I mean? What's getting you to bed in the morning? What's the angle? You see how far I can go in this game, mate. You know what I mean? What gets me to bed in the morning is, is a lot of other things apart from boxing, but boxing related is to see how far I can go in this game. Because I know I can go far, you know what I mean? And it's not about that, get the right fights and do this and do that and be matched. No, it depends, you know what I mean? Let's go, because I know I've got the ability. I'm not blowing smoke up my ass, I just know that I've, I've got the tools to do it, you know what I mean? You want this badly, don't you? I, I do, mate, I do. I honestly do. I, I would I fight tomorrow if I could. That's how much I want it, you know what I mean? Not a lot of people say that, Anna, because it's like, oh, we've we'll, we'll, we'll got this day. And if they said to me tomorrow you're just fighting, I'm ready. I'm honestly ready to fight right now. Is it a case of getting fast-tracked and getting into the deep end, yes. as you just touched on? 100% mate, because again, I've no good time, and even when I did have time, I didn't want that, I, I wanted to be fast-tracked anyway, so, but it's forced upon me now, I've no good time to hang about for another two or three years, maybe fighting journeyman and taking steps and that, I want to test myself mate, I want to test myself, if I'm going to date, I'm going to date now, you know what I mean? You strike me as a very determined individual, mm-hmm. where did you get that from? Tricky question, mate. Do you know that? <laughs> I like that one, but uh, just, just drive, mate. Just, I know what I want now in life. I've always been determined, obviously, but it was one track minded, just boxing, boxing, boxing. I've got other things outside boxing as well. A wee girl, a partner, a life. Know what I mean? Family, friends, responsibilities. Know what I mean? So basically, do you do this for yourself and also your family? I, um, first and foremost, myself, obviously. Know what I mean? Because. 
my family are only fighters and I mean I know what it takes and I know it's a lot of hard work and dedication in this game to go anywhere. You know what I mean? But that's just for my family, mate, and that's just for them a lot because they don't want to see me walk away from it. They didn't they didn't want to see me in the places I've been, you know what I mean? They only knew me as this. Yeah. You know what I mean, and I'm back here, and every single day when I go down and tell my mum, my dad, or Shan, anybody, my partner, my family, my friends, what I'm doing, involved in the sport today, they smile, mate. You know what I mean, and that makes that just makes me even more hungry to go and get this. You know what I mean? You're in a good position, aren't you? Aye. In life. I'm more in a good position, mate. I'm more in a good position. Um, it's just growth, you know, mate. I'm honestly growing every single day. You know, boxing very, very Aye. well. You've been doing it since you were nine years old. Mm-hmm. The only thing in boxing you can't you can't train the heart. Okay. How big is your heart? <laughs> Fucking <laughs> bigger than anybody's mate. Um, no, do you know what it is, mate? It's I'm known for having heart. You know what I mean? And that is one thing in boxing. It's obviously the name country, the bad man, AB. Fucking fight anybody. Like I remember Rob McCracken when the GB squad said like, I like we need an opponent opponent for Usyk. Because he was in WSB when he fought Joe Joyce and stuff, and I was in the, the program at that time, and he was like, he pointed me and go, like, you would fight him. I said, I'd fight him tomorrow, mate. And <laughs> that was when I ended up going up to light heavyweight and fighting Kisniak, the world champion boy, which was, shouldn't have done it, mate, but I was that guy, like, no, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it, mate. So there's no question in my heart, you know what I mean? Um, the game is mustard, isn't it? Aye, I'm off, mate, I'm off. And um, probably about two games at times in the ring, he said, that's using that, which I've got a lot of that, you know what I mean? Um, but we're working on that, you know what I mean? Sometimes I need to be reined in a wee bit. <laughs> don't just get all the new, you know what I mean? Or don't just go out and try and kill everybody. But that's boxing, that's learning, that's a sport, you know what I mean? On your return, um, you'll be campaigning the middleweight category. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you feel you can be a force to be reckoned with in that weight category? Yes. In the near future? Yes, because um, I'm big at the weight. I'm a big fucker at middleweight. I fought a light heavyweight. I could fight a super middle. But the thing is, people say to me, how do you know stay super middleweight? Aye, I could fight a super middleweight and fight journeyman and super middleweight, that's fine, but see when you take a step up to the big boys, like, I'm no, I'm no big enough and strong enough at that weight. I know for a fact, at middleweight, I'm a, you know what I mean? I couldn't go any lower than that, you know what I mean? I'm too tall. Um, people look at me and go, you look a big skinny guy and that, and then they spar with me and they go, fuck sake, your presence and thing is, no, what I thought it was, to outside the ring, you know what I mean? I'm a big middleweight, mate, you know what I mean? Give me opportunities, mate, and I'll get the opportunities. I'll be a force in the middleweight division. Do you feel you can make that weight comfortably? Yes. Um, probably not comfortably, <laughs> but in doing it right, mate, I'll make it. And um, obviously, you don't go in at 160, you know what I mean? If you're doing day before we end, I'll, I'll be a big fucker in there, you know what I mean? But no overly big, no doing it stupid, you know what I mean? And no, no doing it stupid to make the weight, you know what I mean? I'll be doing it correctly. I'm working with David Stack, you know, who's known for what I'm with Tyson Fury, Kelbrook. Yeah. Um, some serious, Josh Taylor, yeah. some serious big names. And he's got my title on point, mate. He's working close with Shannon, my partner, because they know each other well. And I'm feeling the benefits, mate. People don't realise it's not just about what you're eating and that. I, the diet, man, it's how you're fueling yourself to go next, the next day and the next day and the next day, mate. But I'll be, I'll make that weight comfortably. But that's all done to me. You know what I mean? That's all done to me. So you've signed with Lee Eaton. How, yes. did that, how did that all come about? Yeah, hey, that actually came about. Gary Murray mentioned them to me, and obviously Lee and I are very, very busy people. There's a lot of things going on with them in the background. They've got fighters, and, and I spoke to Josh Taylor, because Josh knows them well, because they work together. Yeah. And Josh spoke to him about me, and then we got in contact, and that was where it came from, mate, you know what I mean? Um, basically, 
Lee knows me, I know him, and we came together and got a deal done, mate, and basically, that's him, he's looking after me now, and he'll, he'll be getting me the big fights. So, what's the plans going forward? What's Lee got in mind for you? Hopefully get me out twice before the end of the year, mate, and then next year, it's, it's all in, mate, it's like, I'll be saying to him, you know what I mean? Who we got, you know what I mean? Who, who, who can we get? And again, he's got loads of middleweights as well, which fights will be easy to make in. And good fights, you know what I mean? I don't want to hang about, mate. And he knows that. As you know, boxing's all about timing. Do mm -hmm. you feel he can get you the right fights at the right time as you've been at the latter stage in your career? Yes, yes, I do think that, mate. Um, it's no go he's not going to go one journeyman, another one, another one, another one. I've made a clue to him. I don't want that. And he's made a clue to me. That's not the way he's going to work with me, you know what I mean? We're going to go in and we're going to get some good fights. Listen, you're in this. It's an entertainment business, mate. I don't want to sell out hundreds of tickets because I'm fighting a journeyman, you know what I mean, mate? I want exciting fights and again, at this stage of my career, that's what I need. You know what I mean? You're on the comeback trail. Yeah. Uh, good advice is paramount for success. Mm -hmm. Even going to advice for us on the comeback? Advice for a lot of people, mate, you know what I mean? And obviously, I'm, I'm, a, I'm close. Still close to a lot of my boys to GB, you know what I mean? When I came home, straight away phoned Joe Cardina, spoke to Anthony Fowler, spoke to Charlie Edwards, all the boys that I was close to, mate. And the, the thing was, when I spoke to VGO, especially Joe Cardina, because me and him are like that, and I said about, I'm hanging up with gloves, mate, I'm going to name, and his reaction was, no, what are you doing, mate? That tells me something straight away. These guys are world champions, they've done what I want to achieve and could only dream to achieve. He's like, no, that's too much to give, mate. And that gave me a lift, you know what I mean? So I go to these guys for advice, you know what I mean? And I go to these guys, people like that, and a lot of people, mate, but I like to keep the guys, because I look up to these people, even though we were in the same, yeah. because I was on the same thing, I look up to these guys. As soon as he won that world title, man, I was like, mate, you've done it. Same with Josh Taylor, you've done it, mate. You've done it. Everything we, when we sat in rooms making weight when we were fucking in Kazakhstan, getting our eyes out because it was shit and we hated it, and, but, <laughs> But really, it was great times, but at the time, you don't think like that. Go and do it, mate. How important has that advice been for you, for like Josh Taylor, Joe Cardina? How important has that advice been for you? It's good, mate. It's, it's massive because you always look to people higher than you, maybe in the game. No, personally, just higher than you in the game or, or, or doing a bit better or, or there yet, you know what I mean? And go, what do you think, you know what I mean? Me, personally. And they're like, get right on it, mate. You've got the tools to still do it. Because your mind plays tricks on you, you always doubt yourself now and again, you know what I mean? Um, but then when I dig deep down, mate, I know I have, you know what I mean? It's just me you got to date now, you know what I mean? How important is your structure in your life at this moment in time? Massive, massive, mate. Um, I've got a good structure in my life, i.e. with training, uh, my recovery, my fellowship, you know what I mean? All that. I've always had, through boxing, I've always had structure in my life. See, when I took the structure away and took the boxing away, my life is chaotic, you know what I mean, mate? So structure is what I need in my life for you to get the best Aston Brown, you know what I mean? So let's run it back. Mm -hmm. You were brought up in Govan. Yeah. Um, how was your upbringing? I had a great upbringing, mate. I really did, you know what I mean? I'm from Govan, uh, the Wayne Alley. Great upbringing. Parents were the best parents you could ever ask for. Um, got a brother, I've got a sister. Great upbringing, mate. I'm just a scheme boy, you know what I mean? But I took, whenever I was out getting mad with it and doing their thing, mate, I was out boxing, running about with sweats at own, playing two man, you know, with my pals, mate. Um, see, I've, there's no childhood trauma right in there, mate, you know what I mean? Well, obviously, a lot of people go back to childhood trauma, and that's how maybe bad things started in life, or how they got into boxing. 
nothing like that, mate. I just love to fight. That's how I started the sport. You, know what I mean? you have much? We won the we won the we won the pool, mate. Put it that way. You know what I mean? Where when you come for a, a scheme, not a lot of people have got um, got a, a lot. You know what I mean? People haven't got a lot. Um, but my family won the pool, mate. You know what I mean? We, we won the richer anything, but ain't I asked for a goat, mate. You know what I mean? My mum and dad working hard to get it for me. How'd you go into school? Um, no great, mate, because I was just got to be a world champion boxer. And I remember my social social media, social studies teacher saying to me, because I was no wanting to do anything, mate, you know what I mean? I just wasn't putting pen to paper. And she turned around and said, Aston, you have to, you can't just rely on boxing, because all I talked about was boxing. And I always remember that day, I went, I'm going to prove these people wrong, you know what I mean, mate? I'm not there yet. I'm not far away, you know what I mean? How'd you go with your folks? Right, today, mate, amazing. I put them through hell, bro, for years. I did. I put them through hell for years. Not all my life, because I was a professional athlete. But for a part of my life there, I put them through hell, mate. And my mum said to me that when I went to prison, mate, she could sleep at night, you know what I mean? And that touches me there, mate. So that was my thing to come out and go, ah, I'm changing that. I don't like that. I shouldn't be putting my mum and dad through sleepless nights because I might be causing mayhem or doing whatever I'm doing, you know what I mean? Um, because that's no me, they don't see me like that, they see me as ass and bound, a fucking professional athlete, you know what I mean? So that hurt them. But today, mate, the relationship is fantastic. Honestly, amazing, man. Fucking love them so much, you know what I mean? You're very close to your dad. Yes, my is best that, mate. Is that someone you look up to in life? I don't look... So all these people are talking about that I look up to, mate, and it's fucking... In a day, I look up to so many great athletes and my friends and all that, but they don't come close to my old man. Not a chance. And my dad's not a professional boxer, he's not a millionaire star or anything like that. But he's my dad, mate, and he's, my, he's got my back. Put every, take everybody who tip, mate. Bang. He'll be standing right there. You know what I mean? He's got my back. And he will give me the, what advice he thinks is the best for me. And by the way, see 99.9% of the time, he's not been rang, mate. You know what I mean? He's not been rang. So, aye. He is, he's my best, mate. Aye. You keep your right? Aye, mate. And he's always tried to keep me right, even when I've no choice to listen. When I look back now, mate, he keeps me right, mate. He does, 100%. Um, and there'll be things going on in his life. What I find, the relationship I've got my dad out, me and him can bounce off each other. If he's having a bad day, I can go down and help him out, and vice versa. If I'm having a bad day. And I didn't have that for years, mate, because I just always bring the bad days. So even if I see he was having a bad day, I couldn't help him, because I was bringing all my bad days. Yeah. We bounce off each other now, mate. You talk a lot about personal stuff and things like that yes. in your life, your mental health and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yep, we do, mate. Um, my dad's been through it all with me, you know what I mean? Obviously seen all the bad times as well and being sentenced and going to prison. And But he was there, mate. He stood by us every single step of the way, mate. All my family did. Darren did as well, my partner. All my family did, mate. My mom, my dad, mate. He stood by me every step of the way because they knew I could get through this and then it would be all right, you know what I mean? How dark a time was that for your mum and dad? Obviously, you touched on prison there and things like that. Aye, mate. How hard was that for yourself and your mum and dad as well? Aye, mate, it was, it was difficult, mate, because what... Again, this this athlete going to do great things, the GB squad, and going to be a star, like half of the guys I mentioned, that I was in that, that pool of fighters, to go to sit in a dock, mate, with fucking umpteen charges of the head, getting sent up the road, as they call it, you know what I mean? And, Man, it's fucking hard, mate, you know what I mean? You look back at your mum and dad and you go, fuck, man. 
But it's all about how you're working out and change it, and that's exactly what I've done. I didn't look at it like, I looked at it like, I'm doing my time, this is it, and when I get out, I'm changing this, you know what I mean? I didn't even look at it as like a down, I mean, I looked at it, and that's a good thing, because this is just getting this part of my life out of the way, you know what I mean? I'm changing this. Do you feel the way that your mum and dad um, have brought you up, shaped you into the man that you are today? 100%, mate. 100%, mate. Um, aye. No, I mean, we had a, as I said, we had a great upbringing. Well, me and my brothers and sisters. Obviously, I was obsessed, and I'm still obsessed, probably now, but I was obsessed with sport, especially, it was just boxing. I used to play football, but once I found boxing, boom, that was it. Um, but no, I, they shaped me into the man I'm on the day, mate, you know what I mean? And my dad, obviously, my father figure. I always wanted to be my dad. I always looked up to my dad. Does that still remain to this day? It still remains this day. And, and even I'm getting older in my life, my partner and people will act to me, you're just your dad. See the way you're talking that? The way you come across? My brother looks more like my dad, <laughs> but the way I talk and act and my hand, you're like, wow, you're just your dad. I always wanted to be my dad. You know what I mean? Why no? You touched on a minute ago that you spent some time at the Helmer Majesty Service in prison. Yep. Why are you asking what led you there, Aston? A mad time in my life, serious mental health problems, drug addiction, and then um, committing some serious crimes, mate. And the main man was a serious assault, permanent disfigurement, you know what I mean? Um, and there was a few other charges on there, which led me to just getting shy of two years, you know what I mean, in prison, which I was very, very lucky to only get because I was thinking it's a five year stretch or remitted to the high court, it's got to be. Um, so I mean, it was just a, a hard, a bad time in my life, you know what I mean? And I'd done some things, which a lot of people say, it's sort of character for me, you know what I mean? But people didn't know then what was going on in here, you know what I mean? I was sectioned as well, in Leverndale, after I committed the crimes. The crimes, or this only caught up to me, years after they got done. It happened in 2017, they go to jail till 2019. A couple of years. You're trying to get your life back. I fought in between that, you know what I mean? So my life was getting back to a good place, but I still had this thing in my head and I knew that I've got to go to jail for this, you know what I mean? How difficult was that time for you? Aye, it was a hard time, mate. Um, it was a very, very difficult time because I knew I didn't make aware like I'd done it and I got better. I knew it was going to come back and get me. Of course it was. I was basically on the run, mate, you know what I mean? I was jumping out my window, dodging the post. Cutting my door every single day, man, you know what I mean? Sliding the bottom flat out the window, boom, out to my old man's. You come out my old man's, I'd be away, he'd phone me, do it at the door again. You know what I mean? So you're just moving about sneakily. It wasn't good, you know what I mean? It was not good. Do you feel like a bit of maturity and self-discipline back then? Aye. Definitely, mate. Definitely. Um, it's like life lessons, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's like learning every single day. I was a fucking nutcase, mate. I was. Especially on drinking drugs. Um, I was a nutcase, mate. People might turn around and say, you're a bit of a nutcase with foot on, mate, but it might be in a, in a good way, you know what I mean, in, in boxing, whatever it is, but when I was with for drinking drugs, mate, I was after school, you know what I mean? I was a dangerous person. I was a danger to the fucking streets, you know what I mean? What turned you to drinking drugs? Was it the fact that you'd had that bad injury at the time through your pro career? Was that basically a, kind of a road so, that led you down aye. to drinking drugs? It, um, I always say to people, like, obviously boxing is the biggest high in it in the world, so when you're training every single day, you're fighting, man, your adrenaline's through the roof, and 
obviously I broke my hand. And then, for some mad reason, me, I fucking tried cocaine, you know what I mean? And it gave me, and this is at the beginning, it gave me that get up and go and do things and blank this out and blood this out and blood every day, life problems out. Because when you break your hand, it's like, you're no boxing, you're no training, and it's like a downer in it. And it gave me that. But when you progress to taking it every single day or every second day and you're hiding it for everybody and that, it becomes an addiction and a problem, mate. And you become a liar, a thief, dishonest, you know what I mean? Um, so. Getting a lot of financial trouble with the cocaine and things like that? <laughs> it wasn't really financial trouble, mate, you know what I mean? It was more just. It was more just an addiction for me, you know what I mean? It's like that, all, the, all that stuff does come with it for certain people. No, massively for me. Of course, I owed people money in that and again, of course, that is the way it is, but it wasn't a massive thing. It wasn't like, oh, I'm in millions of pounds off of debt. It was just more like, I want it and I want it now, and people start avoiding you, you know what I mean? And I was surrounding myself with the wrong people on the basis of like drug dealers and people I know, you know what I mean? These only, I'm not saying these are bad people, man, but I, sh I shouldn't be surrounding myself with the people. I'm a professional athlete, that's the way people look at me. Uh, but when you're in that, when you, once you're an addict, you don't see like that. Yeah. You're just self. I want and I get, you know what I mean? And they, they, it doesn't matter about anybody else or about me. How much did your life spiral out of control that time? I'm you lucky to be alive, way. mate. You know what I mean? I had two attempts on my own life, you know what I mean? I'm lucky to be alive today, and I'm thankful to be alive. Um, again, I was sectioned, you know what I mean? And I was in Levendale, and they done, they done amazing things for me. But the only thing they did today for me was show me how to stay away from drugs. Um, they get you off them, but you go to the door. But today I work a fellowship and I work a programme, which tells me, puts me in the right place and, and, and gives me the tools of the day to stay away from all these things and do the correct things. That programme been a huge benefit to you? It saved my life, mate. If I didn't have that fellowship and that programme, we wouldn't be sitting here today, mate. That's the way I look at it. If I don't have that in my life, I don't have my life. How thankful are you for that? It's, it's an anonymous programme, mate. It's called CA, but see the people in my fellowship and all that? This is people I've only met at a small amount of time. They're like family to me, mate. They're like family to me. When I meet these people, we don't shake hands, we hug. The energy these people give me every single day and the lift. And you're, I'm sitting, I'm talking with people who have been drug addicts for 25 years but are clean and sober now. Wow, if you told me five years ago I'd be sitting talking to these sort of people and they would give me energy and a lift in life and, and positivity, I would say you're off your head. You know what I mean? You seem a lot mentally stronger now. You've been on the brink of death as you just touched yep. on. How important is that for you to have that mental strength in your life now? Massive. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a sort of guy who can, if I want it, I'll get, I will get it. And not in a selfish way, I just mean if I want to achieve something, I'll knuckle down, I'll work hard and I'll do it, you know what I mean? And I'm not going to turn and say, oh, I need to step my way or go in my way to do it, because that's, that's the ego itself in it. I just mean the right things in life. I want it, I'm going to do it. And again, as we're talking about, I want to be the best boxer I can be, and that's what I'm going to do, you know what I mean? See, so if your time in prison, what have you learned from that experience? That I'm not untouchable, mate, and I'm not invincible. Because for all the years I ran about thinking I was, because I'd never been sentenced, I'd never been to jail, and got to prison and sitting for almost a year, 
doing nothing, know what I mean? And I was in there for seven months on a lockdown as well, know what I mean? No visits, family, friends, not even getting Zoom calls and all that. Zoom calls are cutting out, stuff like that. That's mentally tough, know what I mean? Prison made me mentally strong in, in ways I can't describe, but it did, know what I mean? And made me appreciate the life I've got today, which is a good life. How was your time inside? It was good, mate. I met some cracking people in there. People go, what, you mad? Fucking jail or not? Oh, junkies for this. It's no. I mean, it's no. It doesn't even matter if you're talking to a drug addict or not. It's normal people, mate. You know what I mean? And I met some cracking guys there um, that I'll never forget. Some guys are never going to go out there now. You know what I mean? Um, I learned a lot, mate. I learned a lot. I learned a lot now. They say with age comes wisdom. Yes. Do you feel you're a lot wiser now that you won't get back to those dark days that you were back then? Aye. I've got the tools. I've got the tools. The day to deal with life, mate. We all need tools in life to deal with certain situations in life and certain things that come our way. And before I didn't have them, mate, my, the tools were, you know, just get something to blur that out and blank that out, i.e. addiction or drugs or madness. I don't, I've not got that today. I'm at peace. If anything comes my way, I've got the tools to deal with it. Know what I mean? Any situations, it could be good or bad, I've got the tools to deal with it today. And for me, that's enough peace, mate. I'm at peace now. Know what I mean? You've been to a very, very tough place. Mm -hmm. What got you through that difficult time? Even when you're sitting in that prison cell, what got you through that time? My family, mate, all right? And the thing is, it's like, I, I, people go, how, how can you speak? I've got a wee girl who's eight now, and I've not seen her for over three years, mate. Every single day when I'm sitting in there, mate, I'm, how can I go back? How can I go back to the other days? How can I need to get her? I can't do that. I can't go back to that. So, if that doesn't change you, it will, mate. You know what I mean? Family, my wee girl, mate. You know, our name's on Monroe. I'm here every single day going, we're going to be back together soon, down. Just be patient. And I wasn't a patient guy, mate. If I wanted that, I wanted it now. But I've learned to be patient in life. You know what I mean? I got granted access to her seven weeks ago in court, and I've still had no word on contact yet. Before, I'd even up at the contact centre. Causing mayhem. I'm patient today, mate. I'm patient. I'm going, no, everything. It's a process for everything, you know what I mean? Everything. The right steps will be taken, and me and her will be back together soon. You feel more disciplined now? 100%, mate. I've never been. The discipline is I, like, and I need to be. I need to be, mate. I need to be disciplined today for all this to happen, and for boxing to happen, especially, you know what I mean? Well, just looking at it, right? The gym you're training. Okay. You're mm -hmm. the comeback. You give them a second chance. That, there's no many people that can come back for that. They go to jail, they go down the slippery road. Mm -hmm. That shows resilience and belief. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with that? 100%, mate. 100%, mate. I believe, going through all the mad times, even I believe deep inside me, man, I was like, no, I'll get through this and I'll get back. And people said to me, oh, you're back to where the old you, you know. And I always say, no, 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 no. It's not the old me. I said, I'm a million times better. How come? Because it's not about this external stuff and what you see, it's about in here. Because that old me that you've seen was doing great, man, you didn't know what was going on here, so I'm telling you this is a million times better. Aston Brown, you're getting right now. And, um, and people appreciate that, you know what I mean? And I appreciate it. So let's just go back to the boxing. What brought you to the game? My brother took me one night when I was, I think I was just turning nine. Yeah, nine, I can't remember, I'm sure it was nine. And uh, he turned and said to me, I couldn't go. It was an old black, Chris McAdam. I couldn't go, I was too young. Came back the next day and went, oh, you can go, you're of age. 
And it's a mad line because I went the next day and he came. He went, my brother had braces at the time and he never ever went back. And for that day on, words, we're talking I'm nine, I'm 31 now, mate. I've never ever, it's like a, the game's like a bit of a block because I've never ever left it. It's just been always a part of my life for that day. So I need to thank my brother and go, ah, thanks for doing that because he's gave me a great life. I have had ups and downs in my life, mate, but I have had a great life in a sport, you know what I mean? I've done things that people could only ever imagine, Dean, you know what I mean? Did it come natural to you or did you work at it? Ability, is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, ability, yeah. Natural ability. I think I, I think I'm quite natural ability, mate, but I don't care what anybody says, man, that you need to put a hard work in, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm quite natural in my style and that, you know what I mean, and my speed and my power, but... It was hard, I mean, I was a hard, I was a hard grafter, you know what I mean, I was a hard grafter. Um, I always have been, you know what I mean. Boxing being your education? Yes. Education in life, mate, it's made me the man I'm other day. People go by the man you other day, but I'd be all right, listen, come on, we're talking about right now. The man I'm other day, the real me that you get right now. Boxing's made me that person, mate, you know what I mean. It's, um, it's what I'm at. You love the fight game, don't you? I fucking love it, mate. I fucking love it. Sorry for swearing, but I love it. I do I love speak. it, mate. Um, I love a, I love a fight. I, I don't, I don't personally just love a fight in the ring, but I just love to fight. I love boxing. It's just my life, mate. Just look at your amateur career. Over yeah. 130 fights, been at the Commonwealth Games, World Series of boxing. Tell me about some of the best fighters you faced in the amateur game. The best fighters I ever faced in the amateur game was the, the Ukrainians and the Kazakhs and the Russians, and I fought a few of them. Mate, you know what I mean? They were just, they were, they're my favourite fighters. The Soviet Union, that the Russians, that are my favourite fighters. Realistically, you know what I mean? Aye, they were some hard, hard fights. And their spars as well. We went to Kazakhstan 2013, spam. We, Zanabek, who's who just beat Danny Dignum, not spam with him, who was a world champion in 2013 when I went there. Um, spam with these guys. You can't buy that education, mate, you know what I mean? You cannot buy that education. Um, well, I've had some wars. <laughs> wars with some Kazakhs, <laughs> Russians. You can, you know, those becks have had some wars and some fights and, and learning, mate, experience in it. You only, you put that in the locker, you know what I mean? You look back in those days and possibly part side for your family, they're the best days of your life. Yes, 100%, mate, 100%. And again, wow, you appreciate them now, you know what I mean? Because they're not there anymore. We talk about it and again, you know, boys said, they go, man, they're good to be back on the squad again, aren't it? I go, that's funny because you remember we used to moan about the squad. Aye, I know, but it was hard at the time. I said, I know, but we appreciate it now. Good, good memories. Oh, mate. Best times of my life, mate. Honestly, and see, at the times, it's like, as you said, we had Anthony Joshua and Pearl Josh Taylor and Joe Cardina. And we didn't see ourselves as any bigger than anybody else. We were just mates living the dream, mate, and wanting to be the best that we could possibly be. And people go, no, oh, your pals, then, what was it like? And I go, it's just like going to Andals and go to whatever. It wasn't like starstruck because that wasn't the way it was. You know what I mean? You went to 2010 games in Delhi Aye. and Callum Swift beat you. Aye. How hard was that for you to take? I mean, that was a blow. That was a... I was young at the time, I think I was 18, 19 when I got the games. I was young at the time, mate. Um, and I had two great wins before that against top seeds, you know what I mean? And then obviously Callum beat me. That was a blow, mate, because that was just missing it in a medal. And that was like, that was it, he was a veteran. But, I performed good in that fight, you know what I mean? It was, I think it was 4-1 on the scorecards, it was tight scoring at the time. But I performed good, mate. And then, it was after that I got in the GB squad, so that did, it showed something. I had a good game, you know what I mean? Even though I didn't medal, I had the good games for a young guy. How good was Callum? Callum. Callum's a top-up, right, mate? 
Calm, that wasn't, Calm wasn't great at that weight. 69 kilograms, that was at the time, welterweight. Calm's massive. He struggled with that weight. Um, but I sparred with Calm that before we went to Delhi, because we were in GB, we were in Sheffield, and that, we were Scotland and England. He's a quality fighter, mate. He's a quality fighter. And just, well, just look at him now, innit? Just look at him now. So your time at Sheffield and at GB, now mm -hmm. who did you room with? A lot of different people. I roomed a lot with Josh Taylor, Andrew Selby, and Big Anthony Joshua a lot of the time. You know what I mean? Um, me and Josh were always usually in the room together. Selby as well. And then when Joshua was obviously in and out a lot, you know what I mean? Because after London, then he was, he was turning pro, but he was still on the programme. But when he was there, he was in with us. Um, Selby, probably the most talented fighter I've ever, I've ever known, you know what I mean? Hey, come on, any good stories? What you got? <laughs> good stories, mate. Good, <laughs> aye, there's loads of good stories, mate. We, like trips to Kazakhstan, Sheffield was always amazing. I mean, we used to have a good laugh, mate. We used to go. Joshua had the black card, didn't he, for Nando's? So we used to go to Nando's every night and get Nando's or nothing. He'd go down <laughs> with a black card, mate. And sometimes he'd go that big, obviously that big and famous. He would go like that, and he'd usually be fouler. Go like that, take that card and go down and get the Nando's. Because sometimes if we went to Meadow Hall with Joshua, it would take us two hours to get the Nando's for the front door because that many people want pictures. And you know what I mean? It was. Uh, when I look back at it, we were like, I oh, just hurry up, folks, why are getting Andos? But that's what it is, mate. Amazing times. So many stories. Um, but it's like, so, it's, it's like when you speak to them again, they go, remember this time? You go, fucking hell. You know what I mean? Fantastic times, mate. Best times of my life. You know what I mean? Best times of my life. I wish I could go back. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the smellest? Eh, the smellest? Fuck. Who was the smellest? Oh yes, mate. For us, <laughs> daily bastards. You're doing three times a day. Eight in the morning, day six at night, you're in out sessions, man. Because we used to go to our bed after run, but I still get the sweat gear on, you know what I mean? Back up, back in the gym for ten, mate. I were all smelly bastards, even though we look glitzing lamb on the telly, not all smelly cunts, you know what I mean? You got in the room, just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cleaners in every day, you know what I mean? Fucking hell. Who was the joker? Oh, there was a lot of jokers in there, mate. Was Billy Joe there at the time? No, 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 he was before the, he was before the program. Wait. Well, Tom was on there. Luke was just floating about the time as well, but they were obviously the last the cycle before. We Joey, Gardena, Charlie Edwards and Fowler were some set up. They used to share a flat together. Then Josh Kelly came on the programme. He was funny as well. Josh was funny. The qualifier, he was funny, you know what I mean? Because he was quite, the way he dressed and that was quite tight jeans, skinny and that, but he was a handsome bastard, you know what I mean? So he got away with it, but he used to slag him, you know what I mean? The banter, mate, was phenomenal. So when I look back at it now, it was phenomenal. Aye. And we used to get slagged as well because we had the Scottish part of that. I mean, Josh Taylor especially, you know what I mean? Like, they used to look at us and go, what did you say that? Say that again, you know what I mean? Um, and Joey Cardina was good one for it because he used to always try and talk Scottish to us. He was quite good at doing the accents and that. That was brilliant, mate. Wow, take me back, mate. Take me back, innit? Who were the coaches down there? Was Richie Woodall one of the coaches? Richie was there. You've got, um, you had Robbie Cratton. You had, Lee Pollen, you had, um, who else did you have? There's a few coaches in there, mate. There was a lot of coaches that floated in and out as well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, I obviously Rob was the main coach, you know what I mean? And um, Dave Alloway as well. So, I was a lot, a lot, a lot of good coaches. Paul Wormsley, cracking coach. Um, Scouser, a very, very good coach. Tough bastard to you, you know what I mean? <laughs> I remember when I got on the squad, he fucking hated me and Josh Taylor. I mean, it's because we're Scottish and that, you know what I mean? But it wasn't. He gives it tight, eh? He gives it tight, mate. But see, the longer as you, when you go on the podium, that, you realise why Paul was doing it for you, you know what I mean? 
what a coach man in the corner, you know what I mean? What a coach everybody's like, what do you mean? He's rough, he's fucking pure. Bretonians and all that. And I had him in the corner for a few fights in the Europeans and that, man. What a guy, man. What a calm coach, you know what Some I mean? Some set up down there, innit? Amazing. Ever, innit? Phenomenal, man. Wow. If you want to be, if to any young amateur boxer, people go, I don't want to GB squad, I'll travel and that. Don't be daft. It's the place to be. You get, pit, you, get, you get paid to train and be a full-time athlete. You get looked after. You haven't paid for your expenses and all that. But if you get the money and all that, forget it, you get a chance to be a fucking Olympian. If you're looking back on those names like Cardina, AJ, Josh Taylor, did you know then that these guys are special fighters? Yes. Even then? I knew every single person on that program was a special fighter. I'm not saying everybody's went and done, yeah. achieved to be world champions or whatever it is. They're all special fighters in their, in their own way, mate, you know what I mean? But especially the likes of Joe Cardina. I'll touch on it again, Andrew Selby. But we, Selby's no secret. Selby was a, somebody we looked up to. We were yeah. got to tournaments and he was winning Europeans in fucking, as if it was just spam sessions. When we were trying the hardest and getting beaten, it was all date next year. He was winning three in a row and all that. That's a special fighter. Fred Evans. I fought Fred years ago. And when we were cadets, like, talent. But Fred, did, he suffered with the discipline thing. No discipline, no discipline, you know what I mean? Frankie Gavin, Frankie, you know what I mean? Obviously, he was before my time, but Frankie was the same, you know what I mean? Um, look, at all the, look at the pool of fighters and the pool of success that's came out of that programme. Just look at Josh Taylor, he fought Tom Stoffer at 2010 in Delhi. Not so, you know what I mean? Think, look at Josh's done, and Tom couldn't make it as a pro, he just couldn't. Exactly. Step up to that man's stand. Ah, that's it, ah, of course, of course. And, um, but I feel that was the making of Josh Taylor. Aye. See that, see if he then, Josh Taylor's only went one way, and that's the end. And see that when he get beat in Delhi, and he raps to the gun, and he swaps it, and people will come on, you've won a silver, and all that. That's how Josh Taylor is as good as is a day. That's why, because he doesn't that like. Back then. Nah, he, he doesn't like second prize, mate. He's, he's a winner, you know what I mean? He is a winner, that guy. And everybody knows it. He's a perfectionist in fighting, but he doesn't overthink it, he just does it. Everybody used to sit and watch him shadow box, he was that good at shadow boxing. People don't like shadow boxing because you don't want you to look that great, eh? You watch him all day, man, you know what I mean? He's a special fighter. So you turned pro in 2015, do you feel that was the correct time to turn pro? Um, aye, because I had my wee girl in 2014 and Obviously, Rio was coming up, and I decided to go up to like heavyweight because we came back for a break. And I was, again, I'm not a, a small guy. People like, well, a big thin guy, man. If I put on the size, I'm a big guy. So I decided, to, Rob asked me to do WSB again, and I said I'll go in at like heavyweight, which is, people go up, oh, it's a mistake, not. It's no mistake, it's boxing. But I fought the world champion Kiznak in Ukraine, you know what I mean? And I ended up getting stopped in two rounds. I had a great first round, and he'd done us in the second. But I wasn't big enough, I wasn't a light heavyweight. And when I came back for that, Rob turned and said, no, you're. You're back in, at light heavyweight again. He's just, that was, that's what happens at these weights, that's what happens. But it wasn't there, mate. My wee girl had just been born in 2014. I was like, I'm missing, I want to see her growing up in that. And Rob said, man, I'm happy for it to release you in the squad if, you want to, if that's what you want to do. You know what I mean? And he did, he released me. Timing. Timing, mate. You know what I mean? It was, for me, it was the right time to turn pro. You know what I mean? And I had all the amateur experience that I needed, especially with WSB. I think I'm only Scottish fighter ever day two seasons in it. You know what I mean? Ever. And I will, I will ever only be the Scottish fight ever day two seasons in it because it's never coming back, is it? You know How did mean? you find the difference for amateur to pro? Um, at the beginning, the amateur was harder. It's not as harder because think about it, you're boxing at that high level as an amateur and then obviously you turn pro, you're fighting journeyman that, you're expected to win, you know what I mean? I didn't really feel a difference because I'd already done, done WSB without the headguards on, you know what I mean? Just made the wee rough gloves 
25 people views before you, you just go, I want to break my horn here. You know what I mean? Um, obviously, the venues and the, the build up, getting your shorts made, like that's all new, but it's exciting now, isn't it? You know what I mean? Um, aye? You made your debut against George Vlosky, I'm sure yep. his name was. Mm -hmm. um, but in that fight, Aston, you get a really bad hand injury. Mm -hmm. um, how did that affect you mentally, emotionally? Because you've been this high, you've made your pro debut, then crash, this bad injury comes. I spoke about this for a week, mate. I was, because, like, as you turn pro, as I come off the back of being a successful amateur, you're getting that run. One, two, three, four, five, in a year or two or whatever it is, you're in the mix, the way the guys are doing it now. That was a setback for me. When it maybe shouldn't have been as much as I thought it was, but I took it like that, I mean, like, this is going to stall me, this might be the end of my career because it was a bad hand injury, a bad scar cause it. It's ever going to be the same. All these things are playing on your mind. It was a setback, mate. And I go at myself, oh, if that just didn't happen, I would have done this. No. No, that's not the way life works. How frustrating was that for you at the time? Very frustrating, mate. Because I was young as well. Eh? The day I could deal with it, if I got a hand injury, the day I could deal with it. You know what I mean? I got the tools to deal with it. Back then, I didn't. It was just, it was as if it was over when it wasn't. And I don't know why, I still don't know why to the day. Well, I didn't know why to the day I thought that because I was young, naive, and I thought I was the bee's knees and I was going to do it all within the next year. Or that was a setback, so it's over now. And that's not the case. In that time between that, you relocated to Manchester and teamed up with Arnie Furnell. Yep. How good was that for you at that time? Wow, man, the stuff I learned for that guy. Arnie wasn't only my coach, and he's not my coach today, but Arnie's still a very close friend of mine. You know what we'll I mean? Keep in touch, 100%. I was doing, when I came out of prison, me and Shannon went down to see him, done a training session with him. I was blowing up my ass because Arnie trained too hard, you know what I mean? But what a coach, man. Probably one of the best I've worked with, mate. And I've worked with some great coaches there, definitely. We just gelled. I said that to him when, obviously, I didn't go back and stuff. I said, mate, Steve, I could just bring you here. <laughs> and that's that laughing at That's that. That isn't possible, you know what I mean? But, um, like, what a guy, mate. You said you're really close to him there. What did you learn from Arnie, not only in boxing, but as a person? Because, you know, it's like you click with a trainer. You have to have you that bond. Trainer, mate, and you click with a trainer because Arnie was a bit like me. Arnie was a bit... Arnie's a bit mad. Like, in the base, he's one of the troops, you know what I mean? And Arnie suffered with mental health and all that once he retired. Play boxing, he retired young, you know what I mean? So he, had a, he wasn't in a great place, and we shared, he shared this to me, you know what I mean? And I shared a lot of stuff about my life, and that's when you get that connection in it. I've got trust in this guy, you know what I mean? He's got my best interest, and he did. And he always just used to say to me, mate, you've got it. And I believed Danny because he done it, you know what I mean? And he used to always say, I'm nowhere near as skilled as you were, but he boxed at a serious high level, you know what I mean? Um, and he did say, and I know he's trained Frankie Gavin, he's trained Bill, he's trained a crawler. crawler. He's trained some world-class fighters, mate, and he used to say to me, Ashton Brown, you've got it, man. You've got it, kid. You know what I mean? Did he look believed, after you? Aye, he did, mate. He was a... What a guy, mate. You know what I mean? No, he's, Arnie's one of the guys in the ass for it, mate. He's not in this game to be famous, no. He's in, he's, he's in there to train you for you to do it. He doesn't, he's not in it for the money, the fame. He doesn't want to do interviews or anything like that. And there's nothing against anybody that does that, but he's not like that. He's there to train you and that's it. Speaking of guys like him, role models in life and in boxing, mm -hmm. where do you look up to in life, Aston? Who's your idols? It's a hard one, mate. You know what I mean? It is a hard one for me you now because it's more like, when I turn and people ask me that, I turn and say, I can mention Josh Taylor and Phil Josh and that, but they're like mate, mere mates to me, you know what I mean? They're definitely inspirations to me, mate, you know what I mean? <sighs> me, I've, it's a hard one, I've not really got that, answer but 
Maar hij trok ze mee. Ik zag op aan mij. Usik. Usik, mijn favorite fighter ever. Nah, do you know what it is, mate? Loads of people, loads of names, all the names I've just mentioned, all my boys, you know what I mean? Again, I don't see them as like, oh, they're people I can never talk to, and I look up to them and I want to be them. They're my pals, mate, you know what I mean? But I do look up to them, you know what I mean? And they're definitely an inspiration to me. You just touched on Josh Taylor there. This guy's the king of the jungle, mate. Uh, See what this guy's done for Scottish <coughs> boxing. Undisputed junior welterweight champion, world boxing super series winner, Commonwealth gold. Guy's a king. Uh, See what this guy's done. Honestly, mate, he's unbelievable. Look at the time frame he's done, mate. Look at the amount of fights he's done that in. So I'm there for Josh, I think. Should be put out there, you know what oh, I mean? Definitely. Yeah. I will say, this guy should be an NBA. Uh, Honestly, that, he's absolutely sensational, but... Looking on to the way uh, the first fight went with Jack Carroll, mm -hmm. it's mega disappointing. Yeah. Um, it's the backlash that Josh received for this, it's absolutely atrocious. Yes, disgusting, um, mate. The, the, especially some journalists as well, mate, and the media, the way they brought this guy, this guy down. What this guy's done alone mm -hmm. in Scottish boxing, this guy went to Vegas, people remember in the midst of a pandemic, Aye. right? With him, Terry, Ben, Willie McGregor, went to the, Josh got the, got the victory done, People don't realise the stress and anxiety going into a sport. Of course. What that man done, brought the titles back, and didn't get the accolades. It's um, How disappointing was that for Scottish boxing? So disappointing, mate, because it's that thing, in it? He's done all the great things, and we all rant and rave about him. We see when he has a bad performance, or something's maybe... I got a decision, but it was a close fight, you know what I mean? And Josh will tell you that himself, you know what I mean? It was a close fight, you know what I mean? It wasn't his greatest, you know what I mean? There's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. But all that gets forgot about, doesn't it? Oh, he's shite, he's this, he's that. He's fucking having a laugh. Shite. It's a bad night at the office. He still won. He still has all his titles. And he's still the best fighter Scotland's ever had. You know what I mean? And might ever have. So it was disgusting, mate, that way that was all put forward to Josh and his family. You know what I mean? Getting slaughtered for the social media, as you said. His girlfriend getting abused. His wife's already getting abused. His family taking stick. Him getting abused. You know what I mean? Half people who were ranting and raving about him. Six months before, it was the best thing since sliced bread, but no, nah, he's no, he's not that good. That's what I touched on there. People forget the stress and anxiety and families in their sport, and you get all this backlash and nonsense. It's Aye, absolute garbage. But that is the people who know nothing about this sport, I think, and don't aren't involved in this sport. But see, if you're that person, don't have too much, much opinion on it because you don't know what goes on behind the scenes in boxing, especially. As you said, we only see the glitz and glamour when he walks out in front of so many thousands of fans, and puts on a great performance or whatever and collects all the belts, but see all the stress and anxiety and all the pressure and all the weight making and all the family, falling the family because you're a moody bastard because you're in camp and you're trying to make weight. Showed in his documentary about that, you know what I mean? The things that go on. He's the truth man, as I said to you before, he is the truth. Mm -hmm. And there's not one time Josh Taylor's went and said this, I know why I run it back. No. He said I'll run it back in the bottom. Of course so, because you know how he does that, mate, because he knows how good he is and he knows that second one is a different story, you know what I mean? I believe this man, it's a demolition exercise for Josh yes, Taylor. He walks through is. this man inside six rounds. Mm -hmm. I believe he gets the job done in emphatic and destructive fashion. Yes, because you've basically turned on the Tartan Tornado. He was switched off for that last fight, eh? Spoke to him, he was switched off. Because he went and done all... He's had such a runner fighting Ramirez, all these big names, man, winning world titles and that. And it, no disrespect to Jack Carroll, but he had didn't he bring it into the table in the sense of money or... Belts and like that, so we can all turn around and say, No, but I'm such a switched on athlete, I know, but we're only human, mate, you know what I mean? Listen, mate, all the greats have bad nights. Exactly. Kenny Ellis had a bad night, Floyd's had a bad night, 
Josh Taylor is an elite world champion. People mm-hmm. are forgetting this. Rogan's all said they must have forgot. Well, they must have forgot. Look what this man's done. Aye. And he's not just world level. He is elite level. Because I always say, there's world level guys from world titles. And then there's the Lomachenkos and the Usex and the stars who are elite fighters. And I believe Josh Taylor is an elite fighter. How does Josh Taylor approach this rematch? Is it a seek and destroy mission for this man? Aye. Because you know, Josh Taylor is going on to massive things after this fight. He's going on to the Crawfords, the Spences, he'll probably move up a weight. I don't know what weight the fight's getting made at, but he's going to have to move up a weight. And he deserves to, mate. He deserves to cash in and get some big paydays. Yeah. It's time for this guy to make a living, mate, and put on great fights. You know what I mean? The best Josh Taylor eats the best Jack Carroll every day of the week. Of course and it's it a does. bad night at the office, mm-hmm. and that's the way people should look at it. They're going to run it back. And I believe this man wins. Aye, he did say he'll do a number on this time, mate, and it'll just be because he'll just be switched on. You know what I mean? I saw Josh Taylor needs to be switched on. That last fight, he just didn't look switched on, and that isn't Josh Taylor because he's such a switched on fighter all the time. So we take it back to the era. Switched on, Josh Taylor goes out and gets his job done just like he does with everybody else. You know what I mean? Give me a prediction for that fight. How does it go? He stops him later on. He stops him later on, mate. To me. Could be the six to eight rounds, but he stops him later on. You know what I mean? He'll break him down a bit and then he'll stop him later on. Um, again, it, it, people will look at it and go, oh, I don't know, but the first one, doesn't matter. You feel there was a lot of pressure on Josh the first time? It was his homecoming, there was a lot on the line, making weight was a big problem, I think. It was that, it's that pressure of, you fought all the greats. Coming down the level. Come, you, you're coming down the level now. Well, Jack Carroll got nothing to lose here. Absolutely nothing. And you've got everything to lose and no much to gain. And that's the honest truth about it. Eh? And they disrespect to Jack Carroll because I could a great fighter. Yeah. But there's levels and I think Josh Taylor's above that level. See, he had nothing, he had nothing to, to win or gain and everything to lose. Jack Carroll was only, only ways up. And even for that defeat, his career's still going up. You know what I mean? Well, let's get the kilts on the war paint, mate. We'll be there. 100%, mate. <laughs> definitely, mate. Definitely. Just touching some other box, I'd like to get your thoughts on um, Conor Ben, Chris Sweetback Jr. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you, I'm surprised the board are sanctioning this fight. No, no I don't understand and it, mate. It's, listen, I listen to Joe Gallagher quite a lot. Joe Gallagher's a world class trainer. Aye. And he said, he knows he, box, if he'd he a, a fighter and he's stable at Welter and gone to another stable in the UK to fight a super middle or a middle, Eubank's a big middle, as we mm-hmm. say. Robert Smith should shut it down. Aye, no. This is a money-making exercise. Yeah, of course fight. it is. It generates some bundles of dough, but this is a dangerous fight. Dangerous fight. For you know what I, mean? I don't believe fight. there's weight classes for a reason. You know I always I mean? see it. You look at it, right, Chris Eubank Jr., right? What will happen to Nick, Nick Blackwell fight? Mm-hmm. Nick Blackwell is a British champion. Okay? From that, Chris Eubank uh, Jr. went to World Boxing overseas, fought the best. George Groves beat him and mm-hmm. couldn't get him out of there. Aye. He still beat you, Bank, but he couldn't finish him. How can and Ben... And George Groves is like a cruiserweight, mate. And how, <laughs> how can Ben, who's not a fully-fledged welter, bury this guy? And I'm surprised. Tony Sims is a great trainer. You right? can't I'm even put a dent on him, I'm surprised his team are taking this. They might deplete him down to the weight. Maybe I'll bring him down, but how do you see this fight going? The way the Bivol and Canelo fight went, mm-hmm. you just can't put a dent on him. Might look great in flurries and putting punches together and that, but he'll struggle to put a dent on him. And I think that you, Bank, will stop him. You know what I mean? Um, but a similar exercise, weight classes for a reason, isn't there? You might be the biggest puncher on motherfucker at your weight, but there's weight classes for a reason. You, you look, look at the style confrontation in this fight, the two guys only fight one way, and that's coming forward. Forward, mate. And the thing with Eubank, he's vicious. 
He's a vicious, vicious puncher. So you would need to turn and say, Ben would not, well, I'm a bigger puncher, which he's not. So, as you said, two guys are going to clash. You're up against it straight away because you're in with a bigger guy. Unless you're on the back foot pedalling, picking them off. But that's hard to do for 12 rounds where a guy's two-week class above you, you know what I mean? So, How do you I, see that one going? He stops him within six rounds, mate. We're too strong and too big. Weight classes for a reason, isn't there? There is weight classes for a reason. And Chris Eubank isn't better-fisted. He's fit, very fit, you know what I mean? Physically strong, proven in the super serious movement up to super middleweight and still being in with you guys. He's a dangerous guy, you know what I mean? I'm not saying he's the best technical boxer in the world, but he's, he's an animal. And Ben only comes forward, you know what I mean? He'll struggle to box him on the back fit because he's not got any length for him either, you know what I mean? So I think he'll stop him within six rounds. Well, six rounds, you think? They I, I think so, mate. I think it's just too much size. Too much size and strength, you know what I mean? Well, mate, listen, I probably talk to you today. Thank you for leave, having me, mate. I'm going to leave the stage with you. Anything you'd like to add? Um, just wait for the news, mate. Wait for the, wait for the comeback. And um, the, journey's, the journey continues. Badman AB is back. <laughs> Badman is me. back. Back, man. Thanks Top for man. having me. God Thank bless. you, mate. Cheers, man. Thanks. <laughs>